are back. Hi, Anna. Hello, Dasha. How's it going? <laughs> it's a, sl- a slow day. Yeah. I walked all the way here from Flatiron. Really? Because mm-hmm. I had like an hour to kill, so I just it's took a beautiful a day. Gorgeous day. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Great day to go on a bunch of demoralizing auditions. Yeah. I saw an actress wearing ex- the exact same clothes as me. Really? <laughs> also with like wavy blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> that always feels good. To see a girl in black boots. <laughs> yeah, like black turtleneck. Exactly. Levi's straight leg jeans. Damn. We had the same idea. I know. <laughs> like the uniform uh, of all dime square dime pieces. We're all wearing the same thing up mm-hmm. in here. You went to the Whitney Biennial preview yeah, speaking yesterday. of which, I, I tried, before we get to that, I also mm. saw, I was just telling you, I saw like at least five girls wearing the Rachel Comey seersucker print, which yeah. we all have. It's a gorgeous um, dress. It's yeah. And I have like two of these dresses and I'm glad I wore the one that nobody else was wearing, even though it's a little bit more tame yeah, and less dramatic. But um, anyway, I tried a uh, cha-cha matcha for the first time oh. today. Yeah. Verdict. I had a real capitalist day. I consigned a bunch of clothing to the real, real, Wow. Yeah. Did you go to their storefront? Yeah. Whoa. I'm not a socialist anymore, clearly. <laughs> I mean, I purchase things off the yeah. railroad, but I would have co-signed to Tokyo 7 in the East Village. Shit. Just because I like to be, because those like Japanese people there, are yeah. so mean. and I. <laughs> yeah, it's like masochistic. Yeah, to be like judged and scorned by them. Yeah, they're like, you are a size large in Asia. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway yeah i went to yeah then i stopped by to chacha matcha it's a real a mind fuck because all the male like clerks and mm-hmm. baristas now wear nail polish so it's impossible to tell who's gay and who will put it in without a condom and who's just a male ally yeah queer <laughs> but i did go to the the uh soft opening of the whitney biennial i guess the hard opening wait what did you get it oh just it was like a nitro plant-based cum drink with coconut milk and almond milk they they swirled the milks together was it good yeah it was delicious yeah their matcha goes down easy i love that place it's nice i like the i like the it's like that bubble gum pink color that's not millennial pink it's a little bit cooler it's very los angeles yeah it is yeah it's like flamingo i've been transported back yeah back to echo park (laughs) uh i am going tonight to the official opening yeah which i think the party you went to is probably better and more exclusive it was yeah um i noticed but i might be wrong i mean yeah i I have no idea if as long as there's cocktails i don't care there was an open bar um and it was just you know teeming with overdressed influencers Mm -hmm. uh the art was horrendous bad it was bad by and large Wow. Um, <laughs> friend of the pod, Heiji Shin, was the highlight of the evening. Can't wait. Yeah, it was really good. But it, like, you know, it's, like, stands out in comparison to, like, it's all all this art that they show at biennials is, like, kind of detritus. It's, like, anthropogenic, whatever detritus that you dump on the floor because you're trying to, like, conceptualize a future dystopia but can't. You mean, like, uh installations that look like trash yeah it's just a bunch of crap (laughs) (laughs) um and it's like it was all kind of like rauschenberg light 
Uh-huh. Everybody was just like doing the little Rauschenberg installations that sucked. There were some nice sculptures on the on one of the outdoor patios that were very kind of like uh, grotesque and hmm. like bacchanalian. But other than that, I mean, this is a thoroughly throwaway biennial. I look forward to surveying the the wares of our contemporary artists yeah (laughs) um people are mad at the whitney biennial because the uh members of the board manufactured tear gas okay that's this year's whitney thing yeah like when people were mad at the the sacklers the sacklers for for funding the opioid epidemic and nan golden came out swinging and was like these people mama it's like bitch you photographed people with heroin addictions it's like these photographers (laughs) are the worst well she knows that she's intimately acquainted with the perils of heroin of opium no i know i know but these people like nan golden and larry clark i will go on record i mean they're talented and you can't like really appraise artists as like role models on any moral level but it's like you know they're not they're not kind of um junkies with a photography habit they're professional photographers of the drug habit they're mm-hmm. very very cynically very cannily maybe well, subconsciously exploited their friends and family members well larry clark is like a unrepentant pervert he yeah. doesn't give a shit yeah he just he just wants to watch like mexican teens fuck each other yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit um there is a lot of i mean yeah but tear gas is pretty bad as far as it's horrible the whole art world is obviously drenched in blood and suffering yeah and is to borrow a phrase of yours a barnacle <laughs> yeah, on the finance on the side, of, on the side of finance whatever um, but tear gas is is pretty bad i mean like eli <laughs> whitney literally invented the cotton gin so the Whitney family has its pockets and a lot of, you know, from slave ownership mm-hmm. to uh, gassing protesters or whatever they have. <laughs> they really have like, or like tear gas is used mainly to uh, placate protesters and uh, hmm. by police forces. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> I mean, all of these families, it's always, I'm always stunned. It's a, ter- it's a chemical weapon. It's, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. It's awful. I'm always like really sh- shocked and stunned when people get mad at one particular family of these kind of like art, art world denizens mm-hmm. or at one particular person. Like the whole Dear Ivanka thing. People were mad that Ivanka Trump ha- owned an like an Alex decor or something. <laughs> and it's like, well, what do you expect? It's funny because... What do you think art art is for? It's a luxury commodity. Yeah, it's, it's like horrifying. I mean, all these people are like basically conservatives or fascists mm-hmm. and it's the whole world it's like when people when diet prada went after dolce and gabbana for being racist because they were selling kind of yeah chinoiserie to chinese people uh-huh. and it's like you think you think those guys are racist check out the rest of the fashion world <laughs> i had a boyfriend who was a um a figurative painter when i was uh 19 uh Lots of that and I, we went to italy together because he had a show there oh that's really cute and but i was like freshly in college you know Mm -hmm. and i was like i was like don't you care that your italian collectors are fascists (laughs) hands are drenched in blood and now at 
the ripe old age of 28, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's par for the course. I can't wait to go to this party. I know. They keep serving <laughs> up those free strawberry cocktails. cocktails. Yeah. Were there strawberry cocktails? Yeah, there were str- like mulled stra- strawberries in the cocktails. They were really good, except they kept running out of them, <sighs> which is the real racket. That's, that's the real problem <laughs> in the art world. There's not enough muddled strawberry cocktails. That sounds nice. It sounds like a good party. I saw you um, goofing around with Jerry Salt. Yeah, Jerry Salt, who looked straight into the camera. I think it was like Leo was trying to yeah. sort of photo bomb him. Um, I I find Jerry. She's Saltz, so good at that. She's like great at that. Yeah, G- great talent. I Leia should be in the Whitney Biennial. She's <laughs> literally one of the best she photogs I know. She should show her uh, fifty-two minute like week in weeks in new york video yeah she should it's i'd rather watch that video for 52 minutes than read that peter solar medium post about how <laughs> we're all friends for 53 <laughs> minutes but, um, the conspiracy of friendship in uh, the lower east side of manhattan yeah but like uncle jerry he's like he's a larry clark style pervert he's kind of like a, a warmer fuzzier night landsman mm-hmm I, I think one of the most endearing and charming things about Uncle Jerry is that he's a pervert and he likes <laughs> naked ladies. Yeah. It's really cute. <laughs> yeah. That's I, our favorite thing I find thing that he's him. like very kind of deluded about the art world. I read... Did, did you, you read his... I read the Vulture thing. I how it to, changed his opinion on art history. I was like, did it? It's funny because... So basically, did you read what it? What did he realize? that um, He's I horny. <laughs> Like, I'm actually horny for <laughs> women and POC artists too, <laughs> not just white male artists doing nudes of chicks. <laughs> um, he, yeah, wrote a thing in the. It's funny because I saw him. You Is know, he gonna come on the pod? Did you invite him? I was drunk. I I didn't have the guts to like. Uh, Uncle Jerry, I was playing to you in an essay that you didn't read. Please come on the pod. <laughs> he would do it. I he bet probably he loved would. Him. He he's like he's like a Jewish yante. He likes to gab, mm-hmm. and he seems like a friendly guy. Um, but he wrote. This is like a thing that he wrote yesterday. I guess I was wondering how he how quickly he yeah. changed his whole perspective on the As history a, of art. <laughs> I saw you at that like up at that party at nine fifty p.m. Mm-hmm. Did you? You're like sixty something years old. You went home and you wrote an entire essay. Like kudos, Mazel to you. Amazing. And then somebody was like, no, you retard. He went to the preview and probably like wrote the thing ahead of time. I thought like you the, went to the preview yesterday. But there's probably some sort of vernissage that happened, you know, for in the, the morning press. for the press. Yeah, of course. Um, so <laughs> he he talks about how um, this is a quote from his uh, vulture piece. He says, even with long, flat patches of overly well-behaved work, a strange visual monotony that makes the show predictable the prior iteration was more optically alive. Generally weak painting and collage and assemblage far, assemblage far too beholden <laughs> to Robert Rauschenberg. This biennial had as many as 15 standouts, Ooh. which judging by past versions is a lot. Breakthroughs <laughs> abound. Over half of the 75 pr- participants are women and over half are artists of color, a men. Skeptics and cynics who say these demographics are achieved by good little humanist curators checking boxes to show how woke they are will be thrilled to learn what has always been obvious. Having an exhibition reflect the world this way makes the show better. Hmm. And then he goes on to like basically catalog the kind of how overall how underwhelming the show is which is a like so the conclusion he draws is that actually slightly better 
due to the inclusion of POCs and women. Yeah, but like but actually affirmative me- action mediocre. in art makes for mediocre art because art isn't politics like the same like it makes uh-huh. sense for like governing bodies right to to reflect the racial and gender makeup of the general population they represent uh-huh. that makes total sense right like which we will get to later with this abortion thing and how most of the senators who were for the this ban in alabama were men which is ridiculous mm-hmm. a woman proposed it though I yeah well girl boss her <laughs> yeah <please. laughs> go off but it's completely like ass backwards and actually harmful when you apply that same logic to the art world hmm. i mean i would make just devil's advocate i would make that argument maybe for commercial art but for an institution such as the whitney like maybe more like institutional art should be more reflective of yeah if you're talking about the Whitney Museum of American exactly. Art, I suppose. Because it's not, you know, the free market of a commercial art market place. Yeah. Ostensibly. I, was, I don't know. I was Whatever. Like <laughs> angrily, scoldingly looking at the wall blurbs being like, this person wasn't born in America. This person wasn't born in America. <laughs> it's like to, to be an artist that shows at the Whitney, you should be born in America and over 35. Like the president. Yeah. <laughs> um well immigrants are a big part of the american experience anna no i know um but he i don't understand like if the it's interesting because this biennial last year's biennial was the hannah black one right the dana schutz where that everybody lost that only a year ago it feels like years ago maybe it was two years ago god that must have been 2016 because it was like yeah or wait isn't oh biennials are every two years never mind (laughs) i'm retarded okay (laughs) thanks for listening yeah. everybody we're just That's we're it. just figuring it out yeah. <laughs> yeah so the last one was was in 2016 and that one was m- way more overtly political because it was like the coming of the age of trump yeah um you have so much cum on your face and like he <laughs> th- th- there was a lot of like poverty porn in that one I, was, I mean, I wasn't even in New York. So yeah, lucky attend. you really dodged that bullet. Mm-hmm. I was at LACMA doing God knows what. <laughs> yeah, like roaming around <laughs> the Getty. <laughs> but no, the, the, that one was like heavily, like ideologically, like they were pushing an agenda. Yeah. About like poor rural whites and po- uh, inner city blacks and police brutality. <laughs> and yeah, the opioid epidemic and all this shit. And this one is much more kind of personally political. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of kind of uh, artists. There's a photographer who did these kind of portraits of people transitioning, like a woman who had had her, uh, like a trans woman who had had her Adam's apple mm-hmm. removed. Yeah. So she could, you know, complete the transition process, whatever, like that kind of Passing. stuff. Somebody carving the word dyke into their skin. I was like, didn't Catherine Opie do this in like the eighties or nineties or whenever stuff like that. Yeah. So it was much more, but figurative painting you said. Yeah, there was, I don't know. I can't, I like painting. I love painting, but it all kind of sucks now. Mm. It's just like kind of collagey. All mediums are the same. Yeah. It also sucks that to be an artist these days, you have to be basically political. And mm-hmm. Jerry writes how his wife, Roberta Smith, remarked that subject matter is the new form. Huh. Which basically she means politics is the new form. Right. Like it's no longer 
interesting about, to be formal or conceptual. You have to be political. True. Which sucks. I <laughs> which think doesn't make to say which about. doesn't make good art, does not make good movies. I mean movies are the same way. Yeah, everything now everything has to like pander to and not merely represent something. Yeah, but it has to like pander to some like higher ideal, mm-hmm. like a, a higher political goal. And the the problem with that isn't that it's like whatever fraudulently mm-hmm. catering to identity politics like i don't even care at the end of the day but that it's very unimaginative because politics is a very unimaginative sport you know and it doesn't allow people to draw their own conclusions yeah if you're like yeah f- foisting like spoon feeding people if you're carving dike into your skin yeah <laughs> that's pretty straightforward yeah i was i really wanted to d the v up in there <laughs> um stands for detonate the vest yeah. for our first time listener <laughs> part of neoliberalism into my skin um, but uh it's interesting because like the i think neoliberal biennial yeah <laughs> it's just a giant simon denny installation <laughs> with works by daniel keller peppered site-specific uh garbage littered uh, about yeah but um the whitney was the whitney was the institution that had the Eckhouse house law to show right yeah yeah which you went to and i did not yeah but which we found out was more of like a a gift shop yeah sort of store (laughs) yeah i mean listen for everybody who thinks we're hacks and frauds it is a fact that dasha independently goes to see films thank you thank you you. i do go to repertory film program and i independently go to see art in service (laughs) of mine because i'm actually committed to whatever shitty art making exists now it's like tiny shit galleries we're constantly enriching ourselves for your benefit yeah um but i saw the new pasolini movie oh yeah you were saying by the way with willem dafoe willem dafoe directed by abel ferrara and Uh i thought it was terrific willem did a great job it's very formally experimental abel who has a retrospective right now at moma Mm -hmm. is a great New York City artist, filmmaker, mm-hmm. who does not pander and who takes lots of great risks. And Pasolini was similar, also a Pisces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also a Marxist. Yeah. Yeah, but a controversial one. Right. Because when the student rights were happening, he sort of spoke out um, in favor of the police who he saw as more aligned with like the proletariat. As, as more sexually to- <laughs> <laughs> I love all those men in uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> he sucks a lot of dick and there's a lot of um fellatio in the Pasolini really? movie as well which is true to his lifestyle interesting he's like yeah he's he's kind of like a caravaggio character it's about the last like couple days of his life oh yeah like a rough and tumble homosexual what do you think what do you make of the rumors that he was offed by the mafia for his like kind of marxist af- affinities and not by the rent boy that he i mean the rent boy <laughs> did him in i guess but i think it's plausible i think that the movie doesn't posit that as a as it sort of goes with a generic yeah. version of events but i think it's entirely possible i think you know it could happen to us too if we don't if we're not <laughs> careful sex murdered by like mm-hmm. some 17 year old that you're banging <laughs> He, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, of course, it's like much more romantic and glamorous if he was offed by the mob. Mm-hmm. And yeah, much we don't want to think, yeah, he was. We don't want to think that our like greatest artists can just sort of 
cease to exist because yeah. some like thugs punch them too many times. <laughs> Uh, great artist great white nationalist artist richard spencer getting punched <laughs> by nazis um yeah i love i love pausolini he's like one of the first people that got me interested in film which is an anecdote but i really like kind of mm-hmm. the italian way they're kind of like almost zizekian marxists and that they're very complicated in their marxism it's not like clear-cut and they're so life-affirming yeah you know they like to eat and fuck and blow strange teenagers really beautiful um and write novels and suck dick (laughs) pausolini's kind of a guy he's like what what jordan peterson said about zizek at the debate when he was like well how are you a marxist if you're so smart you're such a elastic complicated thinker um anyway yeah do we have anything else to say about R or the whitney biennial oh, i haven't seen it yet i think you're gonna stay tuned you will see it stay they, tuned for my my takes they like really like are kind of jumping through hoops to not have another flame war like the one that happened two years ago right so all the art is very kind of deliberately non-controversial non-confrontational non-controversial yeah. woke yeah there's a lot of like it's feminine in the right way handicrafts yeah it's, it's it's like woke as like in 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 the sense that it's folk wow it's like a new kind of folk uh-huh. art aesthetic fake outsider art yeah basically anyway you shall love we? to see it <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you love to see it folks uh some bad news today mm-hmm. from alabama mm-hmm. abortion ban Mm-hmm. with no exceptions for rape or incest yeah that's crazy especially because it's alabama and they have a lot of rape and a lot of incest yeah well, audrey wallen pointed out on twitter also that like even if there were exceptions for rape or incest it's not it's the kind of thing that you have to provide documentation still it's more just like hoops for poor people to right. jump through it doesn't yeah it's really interesting because they so yeah they they the supporters of this law are kind of anticipating that it's going to be blocked in the lower courts, but that will bring it before the Supreme Court. So and that now Ro- the, Roe v. Wade yeah. could so th- be overturned by our mostly conservative SCOTUS. Yeah, and mm. they're they're really kind of like trailblazing. <laughs> Alabama's like at the forefront of uh, this dystopian nightmare. Um, but they they basically this is kind of the arena where you start to see why trump or you can make the case that trump is a much worse president than like your barack obama or bill clinton Mm -hmm. for not out of any sort of policies even that he enacts but because he empowers and emboldens like the worst conservative tendencies right like he didn't obama have a chance to nominate someone to the supreme court and didn't i think but he he didn't yeah so he kind of dropped the ball. Yeah. But um, Kavanaugh's obviously not helping. But so, and Alabama has a 35 seat Senate, which is dominated by men, and none of its four female senators back the ban, which will now go to the, the female governor, Kay Ivey. Who are these chicks? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because one of the shocking things to me is like, how, who are so these women rude. who, who want to, like, okay you believe in female politicians but you don't believe in a woman's uh choice to 
decide what will happen to her unborn fetus. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Even if, if you believe life begins at conception, it's like, well, yeah, it's still in your body. And you should if throw you, up, like, if you do not believe in a woman's right to abortion, you don't deserve to have female politicians. Yeah. Then we really have to yeah. have, <laughs> have a full on Sharia law. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> So a woman can self-actualize in virtually every arena, politics being kind of the highest measure of independence, right? Mm-hmm. And But she can't decide. It, it's not up to her. I mean, this is like where my inner feminist comes out. I get very angry about this. Well, yeah. Because it affects, yeah. And as much as women are a class, this is sort of the, the, block, the issue yeah. par excellence of yeah. feminism. <laughs> And this is like, uh, it really is. And that's a, an important clarification to like people who are like, well, these chicks are just turfs. Us? Yeah. And it's oh. like, this is the main kind of fault line, dividing line between biological women and trans women who who are virtually aligned on every other measure. Sure. And should be treated as such. But like, you know, abortion is like the most one of the most heated it's crazy to me still that this is such a heated topic in the united states Mm -hmm. no other developed western nation has such a contentious dialogue around abortion i mean i just don't believe that anyone really thinks that life being begins at conception or that that should prevent someone from seeking an abortion i think it's all it's purely politics and it's deeply cynical yeah it's for people's like material gain and that no one actually no one who's pro-life actually believes the shit that they do you don't think like people like okay but what about like ordinary citizens who are pro-life like your average you know i guess (laughs) i think i mean there's this is an interesting just on a policy level i can't yeah i don't that i don't buy you are personally against abortion i think that there are people kind of in the the rape and incest exception or non-exception is really just a slap in the fucking face yeah it is yeah but I, I think that I mean it's conservatives basically pandering to the evangelical vote from what I understand. Mm-hmm. It's like but I do believe that people like everyday citizens who are pro life are probably literalists and believe in like scripture and gospel and have interpreted it literally to yeah. to say that I guess I mean politicians. Yeah, but I think politicians I mean I can't I don't imagine. think anyone who's ascended to a position of power believes in I mean, I think that there's a a strict contradiction between believing in, like, sincerely believing in uh, a pro-life position and occupying a a public service mm-hmm. position, right? Like, if you if you are kind of like a steward or a representative of human beings. <laughs> you can't possibly have retrograde hidebound ideas it's crazy it's, it's crazy. really crazy <laughs> i think a little a lot of i mean i back in the day matt taibbi wrote a, a, an article about isis that kind of put him on the map where he was talking about how like um isis isn't some aberration of mm-hmm. islam they are kind of the most extreme literalist case of interpreting islamic scripture they're they're just literalists they're fundamentalists yeah. like much like christian fundamentalists are and i think that's what we're dealing with here with any kind of like non non-political kind of average person who believes in abortion mm-hmm. but like whether or not you believe that you know life begins at conception which i actually do in a way 
I mean, once the creature has a heartbeat, it becomes an ethical question. Okay. Uh, like, I don't take you it wanna- lightly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a person, I will go on record, I'm a person who has had abortions. Yeah. Because it made no sense. It would, you know, I, I wouldn't bring a baby into this world given my material situation, you know. I think that you can make, like, an Aristotelian argument for that, for, like, even pre-heartbeat, that it's, like an acorn whatever that's gonna become it's like it has the potential yeah to be a life but i still think if it's in your body i basically think infanticide should be legal well legal yeah <laughs> like you should be like oh fuck well, crudely speaking, put it in the trash <laughs> no i know but like my mother always used to say i brought you into this world and i'm the only one who can take you out of it mm-hmm. and i agree with that mm-hmm. no bloated i think eskimos practice infanticide they do they for them like but that's though that's why it's a question about like when life begins right it's like a spectrum so like an infant is could not be like could potentially be if you sub- uh, subscribe to an ethical paradigm that they're not truly a human meaningfully alive yeah i mean it really is like a spectrum i saw a funny tweet about mm-hmm. uh, autism that was like it's called a spectrum which means like everybody's on it that's the definition hey, of a spectrum right and i was like whoa mind blown <laughs> but it's true i mean this is like a, a but civilizing. being alive isn't a spectrum it's sure just, it is it's, it's <laughs> no, spectrum. It's, like no a, it's not have you ever heard of the bell curve no it's not but, <laughs> but um, it is sub, there is a level a level of subjectivity yeah but like i completely agree with camille paglia mm-hmm. that abortion is an ethical question i have never taken it lightly there's that famous bit by louis ck like it's either like taking a shit or it's like taking a life right choose one Mm -hmm. i'm of the taking a life school but at the same time it's in your body it's yeah but at the same time it's it's gonna suck the life out of you yeah but it's it's ridiculous (laughs) to limit a woman's right to choose i mean i can't even say anything funny or pithy about it yeah it's legal in russia and china these supposedly horrible authoritarian mm-hmm. regimes that are our number one enemies yeah it's really insane and also we're gonna yeah, have to go back to russia to i know get our abortions now i met a really sweet ukrainian gay today uh, and at he, the real real <laughs> yeah, he was like he was like inciting me to go back to russia <laughs> He was like, don't threaten us with a good time. We just might. And you'll all be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to be so sorry when we go back to Russia. Yeah. They're going to be like, <laughs> they're going to guys not. ask for it. We can speak Russian. They're not going to really like gonna hate punch. us. In, in podcast. <laughs> <laughs> podcast. But, um, yeah and it's also crazy because a lot of these same like policy and lawmakers who are like pro-life mm. fully believe in the death penalty right which is insane i mean they're retards so there's not really a word for it yeah or like horrible cynics um the the other thing that i don't know if you noticed this um but there was a, uh, of course there's always this woman the women in the handmaid's tale style costumes protesting outside of courthouses and public buildings now every Mm -hmm. time one of these abortion things goes to vote yeah um which is like very frustrating because they actually are doing they have the opposite of effect than what they intend they make 
progressive normal people want to go pro-life <laughs> because they're so full of shit because they're obsessed with the tv yeah and it's like well that's the thing it's like these lib thumbs they want to fantasize about this the this like idea that we have some sort of like handmaid's tale style theocratic dystopia on our hands but of course they completely miss the point because that's a very narcissistically flattering narrative we're gonna be thrown into sexual bondage it's like no actually you won't because what's gonna happen in a classical american fashion is that like abortion will only be available to those who can afford it Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be outright banned for everyone rich people will still find a way are gonna find a way to do whatever they need to do they're gonna have water poor people are gonna be like bleeding out yeah in some back alley yeah and because like poor people's lives are cheap and nobody cares about them nobody's gonna care what happens when they lose access to abortion Mm -hmm. least of all these policymakers who have effectively distanced themselves from the people that they're supposed to represent Mm -hmm. with like handouts and money and bribes and whatever they're doing yeah but yeah, I don't know. I have nothing it sucks. important <laughs> or pithy to say. It's just like, we don't have any hot takes on this. One. It's like literally insane to call America a civilized country. Totally. It's so barbaric. I mean, it's also connected to incarceration because it makes abortion a crime that women right. can go to jail for. Yeah. And both things should be abolished. Yeah. Wait, incarceration. Not no. <laughs> <laughs> incarceration should be abolished, as should and women should have the right to choose. Yeah, it's insane. It makes me so angry. Like, who is some like fat sausage-necked Republican to tell me that I didn't can't- a woman propose the bell, or was I? I think maybe misinformed I'm not sure. Twitter dot com. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm sure there's a lot of. I, it, it's even more like because i see a lot because the same woman who was flipping out about uh game of thrones um what's her name candace yeah Easton, why do I she did a tweet that was like um this is why women should be in charge of everything and then i saw people quote tweeting it and being like a woman proposed the bill it's oh. not, and that's also not gonna fix anything because women will throw other women under the bus yeah in a heartbeat for that mid-market dick no, but they, <laughs> no. they will it, this people are, are for always, a modicum of political power yeah i mean of course and people are always kind of infinitely shocked when these uh abortion bills are proposed and there's like a bunch of male senators voting to pass them mm-hmm. and th- i think it's shocking for people they're always like how dare men tell us what to do with our bodies i think what's even more hurtful and shocking is when other women tell you because they actually have the empathetic faculties to know what it's like right to be between like a rock and a hard place to be pregnant yeah oh, men don't so even know gross. how like periods work <laughs> well i guess the sex strike didn't work yeah <laughs> maybe Alyssa milano can bring the sex strike down to alabama oh you think roe v wade will get repealed i don't know i have i can't I hate imagine that i mean yeah it's like it's like that conversation everybody was having in 2016 when they right after like trump got elected and like i knew i actually knew that he was going to get elected it's like no you didn't mm. none of us anticipated I had no idea. it 
And it's like now everybody's like, well, there was a, a text message that I sent back <laughs> that said maybe he'll get elected. Day of the election was the first time it occurred to me that he might that even he win. Might win. And yeah, I said, everybody's so out of touch. It's I was like, Hillary Clinton's going to win, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's even, like, it's okay that I'm not voting, right? <laughs> you live in a, in a, you live in a blue anyway. state. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered. Um, I was like, I mean, it's horror. We're already. And like, I wasn't going to vote for Hillary Clinton no. anyway. So. <laughs> so that's sorry, Jill Stein for not <laughs> showing up for you. Sorry, girl. Sorry, girls. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, surprise. It turns out that women are just as uh, brutal and sadistic as men when empowered in positions of, of governing authority or whatever. And we've been right about everything. Yeah. I mean, it stands to reason. It's like all this, like this representational race to the bottom. where like, we have to get as many uh, women and people of color into, into like art and politics and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the Whitney, I agree with that. The Whitney true. biennial. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so many POCs this year. So excited. No, but like, I agree with that. Sure. By all means, but don't for a minute think that those people aren't as corruptible by power as everybody else. Cause we all are. Except for us. Yeah, we're like pure little leftists <laughs> who like get forty dollar bikini waxes and shop on forty dollars. I mean, how much is it? Sixty. Oh, geez. I got plus eight. tip, I and then you got, and then you have to tip. And I, you know, I tip well because I'm a socialist. Yeah. <laughs> I tip my uh, Israeli waxer very well. Wait, you have an Israeli waxer? Mm-hmm. Wow. She speaks Russian, oh. so that's that's why I like her, and she really does a good job turned it around she's you. meticulous yeah <laughs> anyway how are we on time 37 oh gosh should we talk about another another girl boss oh yeah who's wronged us <laughs> today uh liz warren oh yeah had a bad presidential today. hopeful presidential hopeful is warren tweeted climate change is real it's worsening by the day and it's undermining our military readiness skirt <laughs> wait what more and more accomplishing the mission. What mission? What's the mi- which, mm. which which mission? mission is that, Warren? Depends on our ability to continue operations in the face of floods, droughts, wildfires, desertification, and extreme cold. Mm. <laughs> Climate change is really getting in the way of us um, droning the Middle yeah. East. <laughs> Climate change has made those hot desert areas even hotter. We don't want the floods to kill those civilians before we have a chance (laughs) to. (laughs) Um, Today, I'm introducing my Defense Climate Resiliency and Readiness Act to harden the U.S. military against the threat posed by climate change and to leverage its huge energy footprint as part of our climate solution. So people are mad at Liz Warren, I'm assuming. Oh, this is a whole thread. Yeah, it's a whole thread. We don't have to choose between a green military and an effective one. Um, I never thought I'd say this, but maybe Liz Warren should go back to writing Game of Thrones fanfic. <laughs> and not rolling out these galaxy brain I'd love to see that proposal. Liz Warren review of the Whitney Biennial. <laughs> That's, I mean... She's a capitalist. She said it. Why? We, we should have believed her. Why are Democrats so weak and stupid? I know. I don't get They're it. They're addicted to being losers. <laughs> no, I know. And it's like everybody wants to get mad about this abortion thing, which it's is legitimately horrific and, yeah. and draconian. You know who can 
help change the way this country is going democrats mm-hmm. if they pitch a formidable challenge to trumpism on like a political economic spectrum but they refuse to do so mm-hmm. well they'd have to go left and they won't yeah or they don't even have to go left. They do. No, but no, I agree with you. I think uh-huh. they do to, to appease uh, everybody who knows what's up. But like, they actually don't even have to go that far left. They can do the bare minimum. They just have to um, kind of, I don't even, maybe it doesn't even come down to like a, a political or economic uh, series of like uh, demands or whatever. I think that they just have to behave like, less of sore losers they just at the very least if they adopt a fun exciting platform people will turn to them but they're also boring (laughs) i mean it doesn't even have to be fun it would be nice if it was but i just don't even think like i mean okay look they have to like get kind of get on board with like medicare medicare and they have to get on board with some sort of reform to higher education Uh uh-huh but they don't even have to, at the end of the day, they don't even have to deliver it. They just have to promise it and they have to do it in a fun and exciting way. <laughs> they can't, they can't do it. But they're like addicted to being like drab, know-it-all scolds and annoying clarifiers. They could have played ball with Trump a little better. He's an idiot. Yeah. Anyone could manipulate him into, Kim Kardashian's getting him to release people from prison. I know. <laughs> she's the only, she's doing prison reform. We just we need more like Chickalina style females in office who are like busty Absolutely. former porn star airheads with like hearts of gold and who come in <laughs> perfect and, and try beautiful to like, angels with gaping holes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why ultimately, uh, even though that you know that first openly bisexual senator Kristen Cinema from Arizona from Arizona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, of course. I, I hate to say this because she wears like slouchy Stuart Weitzman boots, but <laughs> yeah. we need more people like her who are like fun and exciting at least. Yeah, you're going to get people a little hard. And this is something we've said over and over, which is like the right is, win- is winning. Yeah. Because they're tapping, because fascism is libidinal. That's true. Yeah. Pasolini knew this first mm-hmm. and foremost. <laughs> And you can't, it's something that you don't counteract with like tepid centrism. I know. And you don't get a green military. You get no military. <laughs> I don't, why would you, you want go, a green military? A green military with lots of women in it. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand why Why that's like a, a worthy aspiration. God, this country is such a, it's a giant focus group Russia. misallocation of resources. Yeah. We should go At back least to Put- Russia. Putin has done one thing right and that's give people a sense of kind of like authoritarian patriarchy (laughs) (laughs) that we can count on yeah trump can barely even do that because he's such a like joker such a fat loser yeah speaking of which fat shaming (laughs) oh should we oh okay yeah we should (laughs) we're going there why not? We're gonna end on a, Why a body positive note. <laughs> uh, Jamila Jamil, is that her real name? Yeah, I think that's so. her name. Yeah, 
said today the left have got to stop fat shaming trump all capital letters there are a million other ways to describe what he is and what he is doing without going for a pointless low blow that just attacks fat people it's embarrassing to watch you all think it's funny blah 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 does more damage than good it normalizes fat phobia heart emoji (laughs) first of all i'm really stunned that she knows what quote the left is (laughs) she doesn't yeah she does not know what the left is. She's referring to something that doesn't <laughs> exist. Also, who on the left has she seen fat shaming? She just Donald means Trump? people on Twitter calling him fat or who calls cheetah. him fat? He calls himself fat. He constantly makes fun of like diet coke drinkers, and then is like photo opt guzzling a diet coke. I don't think he calls himself fat. He doesn't not. He must though. know that he's fat. Well, he thinks that the body has a finite amount of energy, which is why he does not exercise really yeah wow, that's like some sort of like confucian medicine up in there he's fat because he's stupid and, and old evil and doesn't exercise and evil and like gluttonous yeah he's it's not a virtue to be fat and he's fat because he's bad and that's <laughs> <laughs> you get the face you deserve angelica houston um, exactly you get the body you deserve too if you don't hit that he's Pilates also like reformer. 70 Um, sure 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 well that's old you're old shaming him now yeah now you're ageist jamila jamil uh i guess some people have asked us to weigh in on her every once in a while and i've always reserved my judgment she's always running her mouth about body positivity positivity. um this is a advertisements aren't doing enough to make women feel adequate well right and i mean this is a woman who's like basically a five foot ten gorgeous glowing glamazon she's beautiful um and she's also a person who literally started a philanthropic foundation for ugly people wait what is her foundation you texted me this it's like if she literally has a a, a body positivity foundation for like unattractive (laughs) and disabled people like literally i know that's gonna sound horrible but look it up and (laughs) Uh she did it all to offset her guilt at Uh arbitrarily winning the genetic lottery here's the thing it's like ladies if you got it flaunt it if you're hot be happy post those body selfies you're like the one percent you're doing us of physically it's called i way that's what her organization is called this is like the logical join the revolution against shame shame is good for the last time with this it's her the website has a gorgeous picture it's like a gorgeous picture of her like a blowout like touch it like uh running her own fingers through her own tussled tresses (laughs) um this is like the the kind of merger of uh body positive selfie feminism and corporate feminism dosh is like shocked right now she's like a the face of childlike wonderment on the iway website iwaycommunity.com they have a template that you can download Mm -hmm. that says i'm not ashamed Uh and then first you step one download the template then select a photo of yourself from a time where you were feeling insecure change the color settings to black and white and then put the text template that says i'm not ashamed over a picture of you looking fat and ugly you should be ashamed i the there's so and many then the last step is congratulate yourself on taking a big step towards radical self-love 
there's nothing radical about self-love there's a reason people don't do it and shame has informed all Mm -hmm. gray art (laughs) since time immemorial people should have i hate sex and body positivity because people should be more ashamed about sex and their bodies definitely it's disgusting it's what keeps everything going it's It's, what makes it good it's what contributes to like eroticism and also kind of like bodily pride and i don't get it this woman has nothing to be ashamed about other than the fact that she's like a harebrained retard and like (laughs) also a really cynical one i've i'm my question is is this woman legitimately shit for brains or is she doing the woke thing as a cynical ploy um i think if she was really smart she would know that the tide is shifting mm-hmm. and being woke isn't going to be cool. Uh-huh. In I predict three to five years, these yeah. wretched culture wars will be over and she will be on the wrong side of history. Yeah. And she should be embarrassed. And we will be out ashamed. of a job because everybody <laughs> will be doing this. Um, <laughs> no, but she's like, um, I, I really hate when hot girls politicize their vanity. Of course. I by the way nobody's resentful of you for being hot everybody's resentful Mm. because you're dishonest about your own investment in your hotness that's all it is no one wants to hear and no one wants to hear what you have to say about politics yeah and it's just like you know I I would personally I I will go on record I will take uh you know a 10 I will dock like 10 points off of my IQ which will bring me probably to truly mentally uh, Sorry. mentally impaired levels i would if i could take a you know i would take a 10 percent increase in uh-huh. hotness for a 10 per, or a 10 point drop in iq any day of the week to only 10 percent or whatever the whatever. numbers may be i don't yeah care. yeah 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 i get what you're saying i feel the same way of course and it's like <laughs> i don't we're so smart <laughs> I just don't understand the kind of psychological uh, gymnastics that these girls go through when they like constantly have to turn their uh, hotness and their preoccupation. Yeah. It's not, I think that they're ashamed. They're so preoccupied with their looks. And I think they're also Mm -hmm. confused because the kind of the out, the external data, the feedback that they get from the outside world is overwhelmingly positive about how hot they are. And yet they're still miserable and insecure and they can't explain why. Right. Like, so then they make actual ugly people into a vessel for their their shame and like, guilt. Like harebrained leftist politics. Actual ugly people who are probably on the whole much more content and happy because they're <laughs> decent human beings. I mean, it sucks to be so smart and only kind of hot, you know? What do you mean? Like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no. I have to have all these tortured, brilliant thoughts and I'm like only kind of really good looking <laughs> yeah but here's the thing so i'm with you i would lo- i would you know yeah i would sure a lot less up here bigger tits more yeah, more down there <laughs> can you enlarge my clip by two millimeters? <laughs> that way i can sta- also claim hermaphrodite status <laughs> but no but here's the thing um uh-huh this boyfriend of mine said a really brilliant thing the other day. Ooh. I will, I will give him boyfriends say a the darnest thing. 
he said <laughs> he said that actually physical and mental attraction are the same thing and it was another one of those mm. mind-blown moments like realizing that everybody's on the spectrum because that's what the definition of a spectrum is what do you mean by that well the more that you i mean have you ever had kind of the experience where you met a person who you thought was relatively plain but the more you got to know them and they proved to be like a, a wonderful and beautiful person that they became more attractive in your eyes of course versus meeting somebody who was like intimidatingly hot but they were like kind of like a vapid cunt and you started to realize um, that they weren't that to attractive. be less attracted yeah. to them um i understand what you're saying but i think that in sometimes i am very susceptible to to beauty I mean, me too. Who isn't? And I, I love really, living in Dime Square because there's like top shelf trim walking around at all <laughs> hours of the day. And I do give beautiful people the benefit of the doubt and I would rather be around them. Well, that's the, that's another interesting point. It's that there is this idea that beautiful people are like mean or catty or cunty. And actually very often time, very often they're not like the they're nicest people nice I know people are models. People are really nice, really nice to them. Yeah, but they're like, they're kind of like socially, they're like bubble boys. Mm-hmm. because they live in a world where they're like constantly like flattered and right done favors for it. and actually they're oftentimes they they are very broken people because at some point they're in for a rude awakening sure i love beautiful people i appreciate that there's beautiful people around i, I love thin people <laughs> i don't understand why it has to be a political crusade i mean listen physical like looks uh. your appearance uh, physical beauty is is much like art it's not a democracy totally it's like a realm of elitism and but i yeah i think for women especially sexual attraction is very psychological yeah. and like the way that someone looks doesn't factor in that much yeah at all for and i think for men it's actually a lot less uh, physically motivated than they than anybody would admit you think yeah as long as you're like sort of like moderately reasonably attractive men don't care mm. and like the the problem with people as long like, as you look like their mother yeah <laughs> or no it's it's like you have to act like their mother but look like the opposite of their mother uh-huh well that, yeah it depends I think it's like terrifying to like look into your mother's eyes when you're about to bust some guys are into that it depends on your attachment style yeah that's like that's really true somebody should make one of those like um cartesian planes of attachment styles Freud did oh he did (laughs) but the the problem the 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 place where these like jamila jamil girls go wrong is that they think that they have to like again uh transfer off their guilt by making the world a more inclusive place for uh, people <laughs> the, the they personally physically. deem unattractive which <laughs> nobody wants to be included in that nobody wants to hear their bullshit they're like yeah, leave me out of no this no one wants to hear like you're so brave <laughs> the pro- the problem is that they are way too you're fine just the way you are anna beautiful the way you are <laughs> you're like i didn't say anything yeah I'm it's like, like good well, for you yeah. girl get <laughs> you're not you shouldn't be ashamed you're like you I'm shouldn't not. be ashamed of that 250 pound frame work it at the mod cloth store but um <laughs> the problem the problem isn't that the the world needs to be more inclusive of ugly people it's that women need to log off the internet and stop posting so many selfies which i posted one today but like that's this is the key to all of our misery ugly women pretty women fat women thin women hmm. we are too online okay i have um i have a better idea yeah 
we stay online, but all our phones low res blurry. That's but that just makes you a cotter. Exactly. Yeah. So like everyone will feel filter, better. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets a Paris filter at all times. <laughs> yeah. And every time we gaze at our reflection in our phones, we look hotter than we are and everyone feels better. In the If Jamila Jamil really cared about women, she would be advocating <laughs> for more low res cameras. On she iPhones. would be the Elizabeth Holmes mm-hmm. of low res cameras. <laughs> of chinese face tuning technology yeah that makes your eyes big nose small skin so white poreless <laughs> textureless poreless um, anyway should we wrap up this dog and pony show yeah not bad yeah it was all right um speaking of paris i will be up in paris next week so mouth breathers take to the sub and give me your racks anna's going to paris i'm going to la, LA yep uh so thanks yeah (laughs) see you in hell hell.